What's going on, Ty Bro? It's your boy Jerry, the TR Expert Washington, here at General Fitness Company Studio. It is Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. This is Season 8, Episode 17. And today, I want to talk about encouragement. I want to talk about this because, you know, it's just it's, uh, it's amazing to see, like, how much of an impact just a little encouragement can have on people's lives. You know, and this is actually like a little bit of a piggyback on my episode about side effects. I don't know if you remember that episode, but that was from a, a couple of days ago. Or actually, it was from last week. And, you know, I was talking about how, you know, those who believe that they're virtuous try to change the world. And, you know, those that just have good character try to change themselves. And that's essentially what this episode is about. It's about changing yourself, changing your immediate environment, and what effect that really has on not only yourself, but the people around you. Because it's important, but it's, uh, it's, it's more important than you think. And a lot, of people are, a lot of people have the wrong idea about encouragement and what they should be doing to improve their world. So we're going to be talking about that because I think it's really important. I see so many people these days that just need just a little bit of encouragement. In fact, I feel like they're starving for encouragement. And all we need to do is just feed them a little bit. So let's go ahead and get this episode underway. Episode 17, Starving. Let go! You know, I don't know if you know this, but uh, this upcoming summer is going to be my 15th year as a personal trainer. And that's a, that's a lot of years. I, I, I just, it came to, I, I came to realize this just not too long ago. And I was just like, wow, 15 years. That's kind of amazing. And, you know, as a personal trainer, I've seen a lot. You know, I've, I've seen some things that brought me some, some happiness, some things that brought me some sadness, some things that have uh, frustrated me, and uh, <laughs> some things that have made me laugh. Some things that I actually look back, uh, look back at and I still laugh about. Uh, but the thing that I've, um, I have to say that's brought me the most happiness as well as the most sadness has been the topic of encouragement. Now, you see that it's brought me happiness because, you know, I've seen the, how it affects people that have come into not only my studio, not, in my, not only in my previous endeavors, but, you know, also online and, you know, people I talk to in person, like people that I've had some kind of contact with that I've helped encourage, you know, it just, it feels good to see that they've improved their lives and lives in some way uh, because of my influence. And I'm not saying it's all because of my influence, but just to see people doing well makes me feel good. You know, I don't like to see people cheating and hurting other people. That just doesn't feel right you know, t- to me in my gut. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying me, but I'm just saying in general, just to see that in, in the world and society, see other people doing that it really hurts me. So I'm doing my part in trying to encu- encourage people. But, you know, it's hard for some folks. You know, I mean, I remember when I was younger, uh, my, my parents, they were very encouraging. Uh, but there was a time when they both actually had to get, they were stationed. Uh, well, they weren't stationed, but they had school. You know, my mom, uh, just a little backstory. My mom, uh, up until I was five years old, she, I was, uh, uh, she was a stay-at-home mom, more or less. You know, she, uh, 
I think she took like some odd jobs here and there, but she was a stay-at-home mom. She got out of the military when she had me, and she stayed home for the first four, uh, five years of my life. And then when she, uh, once I turned five, uh, she decided that she wanted to join the military again, and that she uh, ended up uh, going to school. The unfortunate thing is that because she joined the military, uh, she had to go to school, and she just happened to have to go to school at the same time my dad had to go to school. They both were, uh, my mom was going to school to, you know, to get back in the military. My dad was going up in rank. It's a school called ANOC. So anyways, because of that, my parents couldn't take care of me. They had to go away to school. And so they um, took me out to Rhode Island. You know, they, um, Rhode Island is where my aunt lived, my dad's uh, sister, and she had room for me. And so I stayed with them for a little while. Now, the thing is that, as I said, my, I was, my mom was a stay-at-home mom for the first five years, and so she was very encouraging. She always encouraged me to explore. She encouraged me to, uh, you know, find out the answers on my own, and she always encouraged me to try to do it on my own. That was, like, the thing that I always remember about my mom. She was a really, she was a really helpful person, but she was more helpful in the way that she always would tell me that I can do it on my own. She'd always encourage me and say, Jerry, you can do it. Just go and do it. I'd ask her a question. She'd be like, look it up. I'm not going to tell you the answer. So, uh, you know, my mom, she gave me that, in a way, she gave me that tough love. She was a great mom. She is a great mom. I almost said was, but she is a great mom. Uh, but when I was younger, she definitely had those times where she was like, you know what? You, I, I believe in you. You can do it. Uh, don't be a baby about it, more or less, you know? So, like, she was in it was kind of tough love. But, it was good I had a little bit of that tough love because when I got to Rhode Island, I realized that it was a, it was a completely different culture. Now, you see, as I said, my mom, she was a stay-at-home mom, and we were living pretty, pretty decent. You know, my mom and dad were both in the military, so we had, you know, some decent money in the house. But when I lived with my aunt, you see, she was in uh, Section 8 housing, and she was receiving welfare. You know, and I'm not saying anything against anybody that is, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I'm being negative at all, but it's definitely a different culture. And you see, when I was... When I was there, when I was living with my, my aunt and uncle, you know, they were great people, and they are great people, uh, but they were living in a society, I guess the small cultural society, if you will, uh, of the po- projects, where nobody really was encouraged and nobody really encouraged anybody else. And it was, it was tough. It was really a tough transition because I remember I went from, you know, being happy with uh, doing good in school to, you know... <laughs> kind of sad that I was doing good in school because, you know, I, I, you know, when I, when I was living with my, my parents, you know, I'd come home to my mom and I'd tell my mom, you know, I was like four years old, five years old and I could read, you know, you know, I was one of the young, I was the youngest kid in my class that could read. And, you know, my mom was so proud of me and would always encourage me to do more reading. And then, you know, I would do the same thing. I would go read and I'd tell my, you know, my aunt and uncle about how I read this book and they were like, oh, okay, that's great. You know, I wasn't really encouraged. And then, you know, I'd go hang out with my peers and, you know, I would say things, do things that were like maybe not normal, I guess, for the for the projects. You know, I'd do things that, um, you know, this show, you know, I don't I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like I'm bragging here. But, you know, I was doing some things that were uh, what other students at that at that school that I went to weren't doing. You know, I was reading at a higher level. I was doing mathematics and as I said, you know, my mom, she was a stay-at-home mom when I was younger, so she had me doing a lot. So, you know, I wasn't really encouraged by my peers because of the fact that they, you know, felt intimidated by this new student that came in there and was doing, you know, twice the work they, that, that they could do. So it was, as I said, again, it was a shock. But 
the reason why I tell you this is because I've lived on both sides. I've, been, I've lived on the side of encouragement and I've lived on the side of discouragement. And I tell you, it feels great not only to be encouraged, but it feels great to encourage people. And it feels amazing to see people that are encouraged, not even if they're encouraged by you, but people that are encouraged in general succeed and do well in their lives. So, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, that just are, are, are sometimes stuck. You know, you see, you look around and like they're, they're, they're just walking around aimlessly. They have no aim whatsoever. And, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I mean, uh, there's the other people that try to fix everything in the world. You know, what they call the social justice warriors. And to be honest with you, in my opinion, those might be worse than the people that have no aim. You know, because at least the people that have no aim you can give an, give them a name and they'll, they could possibly go towards it. Now, the people that are what we call social justice warriors, they already have an aim, but however, that aim is misguided, okay? And the reason why I say that, great, you know, it's good that you're trying to help out the world. It's absolutely amazing. And as I, I, you know, that's what this episode's about, is about encouragement. But the thing is that a lot of these people that are, you know, these social justice warriors, these people that are out fighting for every cause, you see, they don't understand sometimes what the outcome might be for their help, you know? So you think about it this way. There's a, a ton of these types of examples, but I'll give you one. You know, they, back in, uh, I, think I think it was the 70s, uh, in Florida, they had these, these bugs that were, like, tormenting the citizens. And so what they decided to do is they, they got these, these, these toads from, I think, Japan or something like that. And these toads ate up all the bugs. The bugs were gone. People were happy. Only problem is that these toads end up multiplying. They were like, all of a sudden, the state was overrun with these toads. And now these toads are all over the road during the summertime. You see them all over the road around the certain, these certain areas where they had these, where they imported them. And they're just, they're more of a nuisance than the bugs. So, yes. I'm not saying that you shouldn't like try to help out, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't have environmental uh, people doing their job and trying to you know save the environment. But the point of this is that you never know what the outcome of your help may be. So at the end of the day, the best thing instead of trying to go out there and help and save the world, you should save yourself and maybe save the people in your local vicinity. Save your immediate, save your immediate environment. You know, rather than saving the world, save your immediate environment because eventually the world will get saved if you do save your immediate environment. Because, you know, I mean, as they, they say, you know, uh, uh, you can't pour from an empty pitcher, right? If you don't have enough resources, which you don't, to save the world, you're going to end up lost. You're going to end up not being able to do anything that's going to be able to, that's going to help out the environment. And you're going to just be someone that has no energy and the world is going to be in the same position that it's, that it was in before you even tried to touch it, if not worse. Right. So you think about it, there's really no harm in helping people, you know, fix their, fix their lives. There's really none at all. I mean, just think about it. You know, if everyone were to try to help themselves be stronger or at least help someone else that, that's close to them be stronger, well, there's the less help everybody else would need in the world, right? If, you don't, if you're stronger as an individual, you're going to need less help from other people. Not to mention you're going to need less resources uh, like charity or help from the government. And because of that, that's just going to, those resources that were allocated to 
helping people that weren't necessarily helping themselves, they can go towards societal advancement. You know, think about that, right? I mean, it's just like if you're not putting money to things that people aren't, that people aren't taking advantage of, you're going to put them into things that will help the, the world as a whole. So it, just, it, it doesn't hurt at all. And in fact, the only, ben- the only consequence would be really is to, it, it would be that the world would be a better place or at the very minimum, uh, your world would be a better place. I should say, uh, I want to get away from that and not say that the world would be a better place. But yes, your world at a very minimum will be a better place. And from there, then the world might, might be a better place. But first, you got to start with you. So the thing is that, like, you know, it's just, it's not just like you being better, right? It's not really, it's not really selfish in the way that you are becoming a better person or that you are going to be better than the people around you. It's really that when you encourage people, right? When you encourage people, it, it motivates people, it makes them feel better about them li- their lives. And consequently, that normally helps them motivate other people, you know? So it's almost like one of the, it's one of those like happy cycles. I didn't want to say vicious cycles, but it's like a happy cycle of people helping other people. But if you're hurting other people, right? I mean, great. You might feel good that now that you're better than that person or you feel like you're better than that person that you just cut down, but you just spent your energy on cutting someone down when you could have used your energy to build not only yourself up, but the people around you up. And the thing is that it takes a lot less energy to build yourself up because you already know yourself. You already know your strengths. You already know your weaknesses. All you have to do is go after those things. So that's all I just want to say today is just like, it's just so important to encourage people because people are starving for encouragement. And the thing is that it takes so little encouragement to help people do what they need to do to feel better about their lives. It's so little. And, it's, and the, 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 the sad thing is that you just don't see that. It's just, it, I mean, I've trained so many people in my, in, in my career and it really hasn't taken a lot to make people feel, uh, realize that they are spectacular human beings. You know, the people that walk into my door, there's a reason why they're walking into my door. It's not because they feel like they can conquer the world. It's because they feel like there's something more in their life that they, they should be accomplishing, that they should be achieving. And they are coming to me because they believe that there's something that I can do to help them, to guide them, to point them in the right direction so that they can do what they need to do. And for me, it's not that difficult. Obviously, I'm a personal trainer, so I'm giving them exercises. But on the side, <laughs> you know, I'm a, a part-time psychologist. And it's, but the thing is that I don't even need to be a psychologist because for the most part, just about everybody that walks through my door, everybody I come in contact with just needs a little bit of encouragement to do just a little bit better. And that little bit better turns into a lot better because that little bit that little bit snowballs into something greater because as you improve, the improvements will get better, right? Because you're going to be stronger, you're going to be able to do more, and you're going to have a stronger life, just as long as you don't go backwards, of course, right? But it's really not that hard, and I really encourage you, (laughs) yeah, I really encourage you to encourage others because there's really no better alternative than to just give a little bit of encouragement to the people 
that you love. All right, so that does it for my episode. I will catch you on Friday. I'm going to get picked back up with some hot fire. Hopefully, we'll have another fulfilling type, a fulfilling Friday type episode that we, uh, we talk about mindset and stuff. This was, I guess, a little bit about mindset as well, as well, but you know, it also applies to your, to your own life in, uh, in fitness, because you know, if you encourage yourself, then you're going to want to work out. You're going to want to be in shape. You're going to want to be stronger so that you can do, do more for the people around you and for your own life. So yeah, I mean, encouragement helps you all across the board, not just mindset, but also in the gym. So I will check you later. I really do appreciate you listening, and I hope that you listen to the next episode. Yeah, and also, don't forget to subscribe. (laughs) Keep good company. (laughs) 